Welcome back to Counterculture. Here on the podcast, we spend time discussing relevant cultural topics to encourage high school students in their faith. I'm one of your hosts, Zach Thompson, and I hope that today's episode challenges you, encourages you, and equips you in your walk with Christ. Without further ado, let's dive into today's conversation. I have two words for you, Cooper. Okay, what are they? We back. We back. We back. <laughs> we back like we never left. Yes. Oh, it's so good to be back with you guys. We took a little break because life be crazy. <laughs> life, <laughs> life, life is crazy. Life is crazy. Summer. First like normal summer I since know. the pandemic. I know. Yeah. Still a little weird because I mean, this stuff is still hanging around, but I mean, it was yeah. good. We had, we had camp. We're back in school. Like it's, it's somewhat feels good to mm. just have these, these things that, you know, high school students do love and yes oh um, man it was so great to have like trips this summer like um and you know i feel like summer of 2020 was a was a bummer summer <laughs> a bummer <laughs> now summer. 2021 was a lot better it was better it was definitely and better. Yeah. But, but uh yeah so we just kind of took a break from the podcast for a little bit because frankly life got pretty crazy and so we weren't able to i mean i mean as you know we weren't really able to 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 have many conversations, but now we're ready. We're excited. Um, and yeah. Yeah. So we're back with our, our counterculture segment and the whole purpose of this segment is, is right. We, as Christ followers, we want to be counter to the culture that we're in mm. to, to live as a light wherever we are to live differently than what the world says to yeah. live like Jesus says to be a light. And, and so we kind of bring in topics to talk about like, what does it mean to live counterculturally? Mm-hmm. And so we like to address those things. And, and of course we'll talk about different things that, you know, high schoolers may be struggling with or um, just what the culture looks like and how to address those things, yeah. stuff like that. And so hopefully this segment is a blessing for anyone that's listening. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was thinking too, we probably have a lot of new listeners probably yeah. as we start this, you know, we brought in a whole new freshman class Let's go. in our high school ministry and they haven't listened to this segment yet. But honestly, like with us promoting this and, and bringing this back, we could have some new listeners. So of course we want to welcome yeah. you guys. Welcome whoever's welcome, listening. Welcome. Hopefully this is a blessing. Um, Cooper, a little update on you. How's your life? How's ministry going? Yeah. So uh, I, as of the, the, the time that this episode releases, I have, would have been on staff full time for a month. So uh, congrats, <laughs> bro. Let's <laughs> go. Yeah. So graduated college in May, um, came on full time September 1st here with uh, Eastview students. Um, and so that's really exciting. Nice. And uh, yeah, that's my big life update. So yeah. What about you? You've got some <laughs> stuff going on this uh, fall. I know. Yeah. Some big plans happening. I think by the time this podcast releases, uh, we'll be under 40 days. That's crazy. From wedding. Jeez. I know. It's <laughs> nuts, man. And like man. this season is, it's super exciting. Uh, we cannot wait. It's also very stressful. Yeah. I, I, you would not believe how many little details go into a wedding. Yeah. Like, um, I, I honestly, like, I do not care what, what decorations go on top of a table. Um, but you have to consider everything. <laughs> Do you have to consider everything or does well, Natasha want she, you to consider everything? She just wants to, she, he, she's been great. So yeah, he, right, she, right. she just wants me to express an opinion if I have one. Okay. But if I don't have one, then don't share it. Right. So yeah. it's like, just tell her, Hey, I don't have an opinion. Great. Great. Yeah. That's so, great. Or if I do have one, like let her know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but that, that's been the crazy stuff, but also ministry has been really good too. Yeah. I just, I feel like we're in a good groove right now with our small groups going, um, Sunday mornings are popping. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. 
just I, I think our students are really like wanting to grow in their relationship with Jesus this year yeah. and do the everyday thing that we talk about all the time in yep. high school. Um, I think our students are wanting to own that. And so I'm excited to see what this next year brings. Yeah, seriously. Um, so that'll be really good. Yeah. So today, um, so we are going to be talking about a topic that I think whenever I ask high school students, Hey, how's it going? Like, how's life before? So I, I'm the worship pastor for East two students high school. And so, um, we always circle up as a team and we pray before Wednesday rehearsals and, uh, in those circles. And whenever I'm asking students how they're doing the answer right now for, for pretty much all of them is busy, stressed schools, a lot, Mm -hmm. um, job, you know, there's just a lot their students are doing a lot of stuff right now. I think part of that is because, you know, they can do a lot more now that the pandemic's a little bit less of a concern. So, um, but anyways, today's topic is margin. Um, and so I just think that that's something that's really important for high school students to really dive into like what it looks like to live with margin. Um, and so Zach, we have a very special guest today to introduce. We do. I'm super excited about this guest. Uh, he, is a big part of Cooper and I's story. Yes. Um, and just someone that we look up to in a lot of ways and can't believe that we got a chance to get to talk with him today. And so our good friend, former high school pastor of both Cooper and I, Matt Fogel is here with us to talk (laughs) about margin. Matt, go ahead and introduce (laughs) yourself. Some of these students probably know who you are. If not, they've definitely heard about who you are. Yes. Um, because, man, wherever you go, you leave a legacy. <laughs> so <laughs> one of those being Matt's laugh, yes. which is like, you'll probably hear this throughout the podcast. Yes. If, it, if you are on the receiving end of that laugh, your self-esteem and your self-worth automatically goes up, I would say. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Matt, introduce yourself. What's up? What's up, everybody? I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm man. super proud of both of you. Um, yeah, I'm just excited to talk about this topic because it's obviously one that I'm super passionate about. So tell us a little bit about, you know, you, your family, um, kind of where you, like how that got to where you are now, what you're doing now. Sure. Yeah. So the short story is that I grew up in central Illinois, uh, El Paso, just north of Bloomington there. We have some Shout El Paso out. students. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. So graduated from El Paso High School, went to Moody Bible Institute, Lincoln Christian University, and Whoop. did youth Shout ministry out. in Texas for a long time, and then came to Eastview, did youth ministry there for six years. And three years ago, my wife and I launched out here to Arizona to start Rhythm Community, which is a decentralized network of churches that worships once a month all together, but most of the month is in different disciple-making communities. So that's what we're doing. I also work part-time with Harbor Ministries, which is all about this topic. And I lead guy retreats to Estes Park, Colorado, and Coronado Island. I'll be in Coronado this this month. Oh, oh nice. so your life is like, you know, pretty fun sometimes. Well, Coronado Island. And I've got, you know, I've got four small kids, so I'm bored a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah. and, and this last summer I started real estate. I have my real estate license now because, you know, why not? Really? I did not know that. <laughs> might, as yeah. well. <laughs> might as well. Might as well. Not like you were doing anything. Just might as yeah, well have right. real estate. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, um, so Matt, so diving into this topic, um, first, could we kind of just start a little baseline? So, um, basically for students that I I've asked people before, like, do you know, I I've had conversations about margin and sometimes people don't even know what that is. So could we start, um, kind of like, what do we mean by margin? Um, like yeah. what it is and then kind of why it's important. Why should we fight for margin in our everyday lives? 
Sure. So a word that I use a lot is the word space. Mm. So when I think about margin, I think about what kind of space do you have? Um, and I, I think one of the misconceptions of having margin is that your, your schedule isn't going to be full once you have margin. Uh, the people that I know that lead a non-anxious, peaceful life, they still mm. have very full schedules. So I got to say that mm. it's important to understand that it's not that you're sitting around, you know, praying for 12 hours a day, napping for three hours, getting 12 hours of sleep at night. That's not reality. That's okay? not margin. Yeah, <laughs> that's not margin. OK. And the, the person we follow, Jesus, uh, there's a there's a point in the Gospels where it actually tells a story about him doing so much ministry that him and his disciples don't even have time to eat that day. Mm, yeah. So uh, I would like to contrast that with also the statement in Luke five. So this is my this is why this is important to get our hearts and our minds and our imagination around is because in Luke five, it says Jesus often withdrew to lonely places to just pray. Mm hmm. He often withdrew to lonely places to pray. And, you know, in Mark chapter one, he's up all night long doing ministry. And the next morning when the disciples wake up, they've lost Jesus and they don't know where Jesus is. And they go out to a lonely place and they find him praying. And I think one of the most important reasons why margin is important and why space is important is because we follow a savior, a Messiah, a king, our Lord took space. Mm. And so if we're going to say we're like him, if we're discipling our lives after him, if we are truly his apprentices and we're trying to live in his way, then we're going to fight for margin too. And it is going to mm. be a fight. So That's why, good. why for, you know, we're talking mainly for high school students. Why, why is it so difficult for them? Because I, I, I too have had a lot of conversation with our high schoolers and they're, they're always, I think oftentimes they're saying, yes, I, I want margin. Like I have too busy of a schedule. I want to, I need to cut things out. I need space, but they don't have it or they don't do it. It's right. like they, they want it, but they don't have it or they don't do it. So why yeah. is it so difficult? Let's just talk specifically high school, mm -hmm. that age yeah. space. Well, specifically for Eastview high school students, I think one of the primary reasons why it's hard to find margin is that we live in a culture with no margin. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so culturally, um, I would say one of the predominant uh, philosophies, if I can throw this out there, uh, stretch your imagination here with me a second. There's a philosophical idea called humanism, that our culture is a humanist society, mm. meaning that we believe that as humans, through our technology and effort, are going to move history towards our desired end. Mm. Okay, so that can be as big as all of history, but that can be as small as there's no way I'm going to get straight A's and get into the same college that I, my parents went to, and that's the college I want to go to, unless I hustle, hustle, hustle. And culturally, they're in a stream, a massive flowing whitewater stream that is full of no margin. Mm. Um, because we are taught to believe from an early age that if anything's going to happen in our life, we have to make it happen, which mm. is the core philosophy of humanism, which is uh, obviously not the gospel. The gospel is that God is moving all of history towards his desired end, and we get to be his non-anxious cooperative friends mm. along this journey of life. And that's a definitely different posture. Interesting. Yeah, that's good. So it's, it's all about a posture. And that's interesting because... Matt, would you, would you agree? So like, as far as like margin goes, so let's say I have 30 minutes to get to a place across town. 
Um, but it only takes 20 minutes to get there. So w- yeah. that would be like 10 minutes of margin, right? That's sure. kind of like how that would look. I feel like in high school, it's pretty, it's pretty hard to find that margin. So Matt, kind of what I'm hearing you say is it's like, it's a cultural problem. It's something that's very kind of widespread and, and pretty common. That, that's basically kind of what you're saying. Yeah. Culturally, again, one of the competing philosophies is that we're in charge of our life. So we have to make it happen. Yeah, yeah. It's not about, it's not about surrendering to the Lordship of Christ. It's about doing what I want to do when I want to do it towards whatever I want to do in the future. Mm. Right. So, yeah. um, that's a primary problem. A second problem that goes along with it is the increase of technology yeah. over the last 50 years. You know, there were articles written in science magazines in the 50s, 60s, and 70s that actually said, we don't know what we're going to do with all that leisure time once technology makes it available <laughs> because we're just going to be able to send these letters via you know, some invisible web and they're going to get to another place in five seconds yeah. and we're going to have so much extra time. What are we going to do with all this <laughs> leisure time? And We find well, ways we'll to we'll fill it, man. Yeah, yeah, I've heard. We'll, I, but we'll find a way to kill yeah. it. So I've, I've heard it said like, if you, like if you had two hours left in the day or two hours extra per day, so like, let's say days are 26 hours, or let's say you never had to sleep. It's like, you just didn't sleep. You had 24 hours of awake time. I feel like we would feel that like crazy. You know, I feel like, I feel like it's a problem. And so I think just navigating that in this current culture and finding margin is pretty countercultural. Like not many high school students are doing that. So uh, Matt, kind of moving on to our next question. What does Jesus have to say about margin? Um, like we're followers of Jesus, Eastview students, we talk about every day a lot. And you've kind of touched on this already. Um, but, uh, but why should we as followers of Jesus be creating space to have margin in our lives to do things that we love, spend time with Jesus, that kind of stuff? Sure. Yeah. Um, honestly, the first thing that popped in my head when you said that was Matthew 16 where Jesus asks a pretty poignant question of his disciples where he says, you know, what do you benefit if you gain the whole world, but you lose your soul Mm. in the process? Yeah. I think that's an awesome question to wrestle with. If you're a high school student, ninth, 10th, 11th, 12th grader, what good is it if you get into the college of your dreams and you marry the right person, you have 2.5 kids and live with a white, you know, picket fence, you get all the things that this world has to offer, but you lose your own soul in the Mm. process. Yeah. Um, so I think he has something to say about that, that your eternal life, uh, and he defines that as knowledge of God, that eternal life is this, that you would know your father in heaven, that we can only know him through Jesus by the Holy Spirit. And so eternal life is so much more important than what college you go to. Mm. Eternal life is so much more important than who you marry. And so I think he has that to say. I also, one of my favorite phrases, which Zach, you knew I was going to bring this up. You Come on, God. <laughs> Yeah. So Matthew chapter 11, um, I mean, that's what we designed uh, this organization in Arizona, Rhythm Community, around that invitation of Jesus in Matthew 11. So if you're listening to this, you know, I just I hope you hear not me inviting you into this, but the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, Jesus, the Mm. creator and the sustainer of all things is saying in Matthew 11, 28 to 30, he's saying, are you tired? Are you worn out? which all of us would most likely say, yes, I am. (laughs) He says, are you burned out on religion? If you are, then you can come to me Mm. and I'll, I'll show you how to take a real rest. Yeah. That's what he says. I'll help you recover your life. Why don't you learn with me 
the unforced rhythms of grace. And then you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Mm. Yeah. That to me sounds like good news. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I've been reading a couple books about that. I mean, that, that passage hits, hits home for me, like personally, like this is kind of off script, but like, you know, I've been wrestling with that a lot um, lately. Like for me personally, um, not necessarily. I feel like I've always done a good job with margin. And Matt, actually that stems from when I used to lead worship in the ministry when you were a pastor, because I would be scheduled so much. And then I learned to say no, um, which I feel like is a skill a lot of people um, don't have. And, um, but yeah, like, I just think that on a deeper level, we just need rest from the characters we've been playing. We need rest from, uh, busy schedules. We need, we need to, to, we need to be more in touch with Christ in the heart of Christ and our identity in who, you know, our identity as sons and daughters of God. Like we had somebody, we had a student, um, and we can cut, cut this out of this is too much. I know I've talked a lot, so I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but, uh, um, but yeah, so, uh, we had a student and she had this big test that she was nervous about. The class was super hard, super stressful. She's an underclassman taking this, this, this test. And I remember I asked her how it was going. I think that following Sunday and she said that she dropped the class. And I thought it was a really mature, cause she, I, I'm, I can't really exactly remember, but she basically, she said like, listen, that, that class is not worth everything that I'm going to sacrifice to get a good grade in that class. Um, and it's like my, basically what I heard from her is like, my identity is more in who I am as a daughter. Uh, my son, my identity is more who I am as a daughter of God than it is in how well I do in school. And I just That's was right. like, oh, it's just so good. Uh, that was just, just super encouraging. So um, I'll kind of step off here. I know I've talked a lot. So uh, <laughs> Zach, why don't no, you? <laughs> I think, uh, dude, you're hitting on something that I think is crazy important with margin in space is that you're going to have to say no to a lot of really good things mm-hmm. to say yes to the way of Jesus. Mm, that's good. And it's not just about saying yes and no. It, it really is about John 15 of like abiding in Christ and letting him be the one that guides you into those yeses and those no's. It's about noticing what he's up to and then being able to join him because you're in that posture of listening in prayer yeah. all day long. I had a high school student in Texas and she was a senior. She was a captain of the cheer team, right? She was the president of student council. She was on our, you know, she was leading a lot of things in church, not just in our ministry, but in other ministries. And she came into my office one Sunday morning and it was really a mental breakdown. Mm. She was crying. Her friends literally like kind of guided her in as she's sobbing. Mm. And she said, Matt, I don't even know if I believe in Jesus Mm. anymore. I am really struggling with doubt. I, I just have not heard from God in so long. And so anyway, she pours her heart out to me in a half an hour. And I said, Abby, uh, how, how much sleep are you getting right now? I remember this story, man. This, I still remember this, dude. (laughs) I, she says, I don't know, maybe four or five hours a night. And I said, (laughs) okay, here's the deal. We're going to have you sleep eight to nine hours a night for seven days. Okay. So I don't, I don't know what you have to say no to what assignments you're going to fail. If you get eight to nine hours of sleep a night, and then I want you to meet me back same office next Sunday and tell me what that does for your spiritual life. And so she does it. 
because she she's one of those really like type A, I'll do whatever you want. You know, <laughs> I'm willing to do it. And so she comes back the next week and she is just a different human being. And she goes, Matt, I was really neglecting my like the physical care of myself. And we talked mm. about how crazy is it that God designed us to spend a third of our lives resting? Mm. What does that say about the nature and the character and the goodness of God that he wants us to spend a third of our lives, eight hours a day sleeping and that that actually will affect your emotional life and it'll affect your spiritual life. Yeah. I, I remember, um, I think JK taught me this is, uh, a holy no is saying yes to something mm. like better. Yeah. Right? So our, culture, our mindset is to all is to say yes, right? The the productive, like getting stuff done, people pleasing mindset is to say yes, 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 yes. Right. Right. That contributes to us not being able to say, no, let me, let me say no to this. This is a holy no. So I can say yes to something holier, something Mm -hmm. better. That's for this situation that Matt, you shared. It's like, it's saying, no to staying up late and spending hours studying maybe to say yes to physical rest, which is really what your soul needs. I mean, that's going right back again to the, you know, what, what do we profit if we gain the whole world, but forfeit our soul? Mm, What do we gain the whole, what do we profit if I stay up really, really late doing, doing homework and studying for a test and lose my physical rest that, that now, because I'm not taking care of myself, that I'm, this is leading into doubts of faith, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I, I think sometimes we need to practice that, that holy no. And, and maybe that's one practical thing, Matt, would you have other practical things a high school student could do to create margin? What, what advice would you give? Yeah, I would just say, have the community around you speak into, um, speak into what you can say yes and no to, mm. you know, so kind of going further on that point, if you yeah. are in a discipleship group, if you're in a small group, um, I mean, one of my favorite things about the culture of Eastview Christian church as a staff and as a community is that they value life on life discipleship. Mm. And so if you're not doing life with somebody, you need to be doing life with somebody. Yeah, that's good. So whether it's your uh, small group and especially your parents, right? So ask them, open yourself up practically, just say, Hey, uh, how do you, how do you think I can create margin? Be humble enough to be, you know, your parents might say, well, maybe you don't spend so much time on social media, or, or maybe that video game doesn't deserve an hour of your day, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. be humble enough to ask the question so that when they speak, you're actually willing to listen. Yeah. That's good. And so I, That's yeah. good. I mean, <laughs> going to your parents, and asking that because, because you're, you're spot on your, your parents are going to know better than anyone. Mm. What are the things that are taking up your time that maybe aren't the best, but we are so inclined that uh, my parents are just going to say the video game. And this is (laughs) because they hate the video game or they hate the phone. It's like, no, I think there is some wisdom and they're You're right, Matt. There's definitely humility you have to approach that humbly because yeah. if you do not approach that humbly, you're not going to listen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I heard somebody say one time that, uh, sleeping in general, sleeping is an act of humility. It's an act of trust because essentially what you're saying when you close your eyes and go to bed is the world's going to keep on spinning. That's so good. 
without me, you know, and I don't know if you guys remember, but out of the Exodus story, when Israel is rescued out of 400 years of slavery, one of the first commands that God gives them is to rest and create margin. Mm. I mean, he says, you know, you've been making bricks for Egypt for 400 years. You need to practice the Sabbath. And and here's how serious it is. If you don't practice the Sabbath, you don't get to live in this community. Mm. And so I I don't know if this will convict anybody that's listening to this, but maybe it should, that maybe as a, just who you are, maybe it's a little bit toxic because you're trying to do too much. Yeah. And maybe the answer isn't adding one more thing or reading one more book or listening to one more podcast, but maybe it's saying no to a lot of things so that you can be more formed into the image of Christ That's and good. be able to nourish other people as you were nourished. Yeah, man. That, I, I, I'll kind of dive into the story that I was uh, me- briefly mentioning earlier, but I think it was my sophomore, or ju- uh, maybe my junior year. Um, I can't remember, but there was a season where I, I, so I'm a, I'm a worship leader. I've been leading worship. Um, actually I led worship in this ministry, high school ministry as a student. I mean, Matt, you remember that Zach, you got, you remember that. Um, there was a, there was a season where I was doing a good thing. I was, I was leading worship, but I was doing it a lot. I was singing, I was playing, um, guitar a lot. I think these uh, details are fuzzy. I think I might've been on like seven weeks in a row or something like that. And as a student, in school, living life, that was a lot. And that was too much. So I started feeling myself getting burnt out. And um, so what I did is I took, I took, I think I took a month off at least, maybe two months. And honestly, that probably put, I mean, that probably put whoever the worship pastor was at the time. I can't remember uh, when it was, but that probably put them in a bind. It was like, well, shoot, you know, Coop's not available. Um, You know, that, it was me saying yes to a good or saying no to a really good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But if I had kept doing that thing, if I had kept leading and being on stage over and over, I would have, I don't know if I ever would have wanted to get up there again, let alone, you know, I, who knows what could have happened. But what I, when I said no, and I just went to church like a normal, <laughs> like a normal person, um, I started feeling kind of re-energized and rejuvenated. And I felt like my faith was stronger because of that. I felt like I was, I was less numb, um, you know, as a worship leader. And so now, you know, who knows how that impacted my life even now, just taking a month off saying no. So yeah, that's just a practical story that I kind of thought of. Um, so good. but yeah, Matt kind of, um, so we've talked about this a little bit already, but, um, there, there are for a lot of high school students, there are, there are two kind of main reasons why they struggle finding margin. Um, and one of them, like we talked about is, uh, that they're so busy that we're just so busy. We don't have enough space in our schedules to make time or that maybe we have time. Like maybe, maybe high school students have, um, some, some time, you know, a couple hours at the end of a school day, or maybe they have, uh, like there's these new things. Uh, I can't remember what they're called now. Dang it. It's like flex, uh, flex hours or something like my brother is 16. He, he's a, he's a junior and he'll just be out. He'll just be home like in the middle of a high school day. And I'm like, <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> so maybe they have these flex hours or whatever they're called. I can't remember. Um, and they have some time, but, but, uh, but they might have time, but, they, but that doesn't mean that they're necessarily using it wisely. So, um, kind of Matt with those two things in mind, like kind of how can, can, uh, we combat those problems with finding margin? Yeah. So beyond the community piece that I mentioned, um, JK Jones would always say there needs to be a well-worn path between community and silence and solitude with God. Mm. So there needs to be a good path between being alone with God and being with others with God. Yeah. 
And so back and forth, uh, as we carve that path out, we will become healthier in our soul. Mm. And I've, I've had a lot of good teachers over the, when I was in high school, I mean, I was fortunate enough to be in a punk rock worship band that worshiped hours every night, like four nice. nights a week. And I didn't realize that That's that awesome. was devotional time. Yeah. But that shaped me to be passionate about not just singing songs, but praying mm. for hours every day, right? Those were prayers. And then in college, when I was at Moody and Lincoln, like I found ways of getting away from community and being alone. And one of my favorite things about Eastview is their spiritual formation culture. And I mean, a lot of people on staff, and that honestly was modeled mostly uh, for me with Mike Baker there. I mean, maybe most people don't know this, but Mike has a prayer room in his office where he's able to get alone with God. He has a stack of prayer cards that he walks through every single week, every month. He's intentionally bringing families before God. And so I would challenge you as a high school kid not to find time to be alone with God, but fight for that time and yeah. make time. Mm. Stop making excuses, set your alarm, go to bed earlier, say no to a lot of good things, and practice silence and solitude. Because I think as you do, you'll not only become unhurried in your schedule, you mm. become unhurried in your soul. Yeah. Mm. And and let's go back to what Jesus said in Matthew 11, right? If, if we come to him, he'll show us how to take a real rest. What yeah. you're saying here, Matt, is that if I spend time with Jesus... I'm going to feel more rested. Right. 100%. You're that, okay. It's so That's, good. If, if Jesus says that, if he's promising that, that, then that means if I fight for time with Jesus to be alone with him, if I am feeling worn out, weary, exhausted, I will be more rested mm. when I do that. I yeah. Think. Not only will you be more rested, but you'll have a heavenly perspective. Like yeah. you'll have a big R reality perspective that he really mm. is in charge. Yeah. In the way that you show up for class, in the way that you interact with parents, in the way that you text your friends, all of that is transformed in that time with Jesus. It, it's carried through the rest of your day as you are noticing his movements throughout the rest of the day. It's not just having a 15-minute time in the morning. It's that time sets the trajectory of having my eyes fixed on him yeah. for the rest of the day. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I really think good. that's too, I, I've mentioned this before, but if if we think about the technological world we live in, how we have phones on us all the time, we've, we've lost this idea of, of what it means to take a pause, right. to take a space, right? Because yeah. think about those situations where you've got like five free minutes or you've, yep. you're, you're even like a commercial break or something <laughs> like the, the reaction sitting in a doctor's office, yeah, yeah. Right? the reaction well, is, is to pull out the phone and start scrolling social media, right? That's yeah. not resting. That's not pausing. And so we, we get done with the day and we're exhausted and we're worn out. And it's like, well, yeah, we, you have not stopped mm. all day. Yeah. Any moment to pause, you've got your phone out. Yeah. And you're, and you're scrolling. And, and so like that plays into that, like you see more and more students struggling with things like anxiety, right? It, it's because we, we don't know how to rest anymore because it's like, I think a lot of it has to do with the phone. Yeah. And it's like, we can't rest because boom, our, we're locked in and no, I, um, yeah, we, we, we recorded an episode on social media yeah. and we talked about that too, man. Yeah. That's really yeah. Hey, Matt, um, one more question for you. So I, 
I think we can talk about margin. We can talk about space and we can tell high school students, hey, fight for this, do this. Mm-hmm. And I think there are going to be some students that are going to listen to this and be like, all right, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm fighting for it. But I found this the case when I was in high school and I still find this the case today that I'm convicted to fight for space and I want to find margin. And, and maybe I do start practicing that. But I get like a weekend and maybe I miss a day or another day, or it, all of a sudden it's gone again. And I'm like, well, I, I tried, but it, mm-hmm. it didn't stick. And so, mm-hmm. you know, Matt, what would you say would be, how do we create sustainable rhythms of spending time with God that I'm not, like, if I'm convicted right now, I'm not just going to go and I'm going to practice this. And maybe if I don't like it super well, if it's super hard that I just give up and all of a sudden, boom, I'm craving margin again. Like, mm-hmm. how, what, what's the best piece of advice you could give for something sustainable? Yeah, so uh, I think it may be helpful to think about it in this way because it's a little bit more tangible. Is if you know if you've never bench pressed in your life, you've never lifted weights, and you go into the gym and I stack two forty fives on each side and I say bench press this one hundred and thirty five <laughs> pounds. What is most likely going to happen? Right, right. It's gonna crash on you. You're not. You're, well, you're, you're just about to be, not pushing you're about it up. You're about down. to make an Instagram <laughs> fail page or something. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna. Yeah. So, um, I use that illustration, and because probably the best thing you can do is work out with somebody who knows how to do it, mm. and start really small. Mm, that's really good. So just start lifting the bar. Okay. And after maybe a month, after you start to get those muscles and honestly, the technique down, maybe add some tens on there, you know, let's start lifting 65 pounds. Oh man. See how that feels for a little bit. Crazy. <laughs> when we, when we try to add one habit a week to our schedule, right? Science, science. Okay. Science says if we try to add one habit, we have like a 90% chance of success. If we try to add two or more, that percent goes down to under 50%. Interesting. Mm, okay. And so kind of involved in our culture of hustle and no margin is we think that we can jump across this canyon and it's a long, slow obedience in the same direction. That's good. Okay. So I would say be really gracious with yourself and start small, right? That's really good. um, And just start benching the bar, you know, and find somebody a little bit further down the road that can show you how they're doing it. So because give all of discipleship is meant to be embodied. Give me the, the bar. Give me the, the, I'm, I'm going to the gym and I'm bench pressing the bar. If, if we have a student that has, that does not practice margin, does not create space. Give me, give me the first, yeah. the best thing you think they can start with. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me give you four things that I think are really helpful for somebody who's never practiced space. Great. All right. Here are four things. Number one, sleep physically. Okay. I can't over I cannot overemphasize that enough. You are a human being. Wake up to the reality that you're not a robot. <laughs> okay? You're not the same kind of thing as that mass weapon of distraction in your pocket. Mm. Okay? You're not that. You are a human. You need rest. So sleep, number 1. That's mm. a bar thing. Okay? Number 2. Get up a little earlier than you're comfortable with and start soaking in the word. Right? If you don't know where to start, Ask Zach or Cooper, right? And wake up and just start praying Psalm 23. Like start there. Love it. Pray, God, I believe that you're my shepherd. You're guiding me today. And here's the first phrase in Psalm 23. Check this out. I have all that I need today. Yeah. 
And I'm just going to soak in that for five minutes. So that's a part of the bar. Maybe at lunchtime or someday midday, pray the Lord's Prayer. Start practicing the heart of Jesus in his missional way of life of, God, I believe that you're here right now, right? Our Father in heaven is a declarative statement of you're with me right now. You're in heaven. This is dimension that's here now. And I pray that you would help me to bring heaven to earth as it is in heaven, that I would be a walking temple everywhere I go. People would be experiencing your presence. Mm. All right. Forgive me as I forgive other people. Lead me not into temptation. Learn how to pray as Jesus prayed. All right. Midday, sometime midday, try that. I think that's a bar movement, right? Yeah. And I also think at the end of the day, before you go to sleep, don't scroll on your phone. Stop it. I love that one. Right? Yeah. Put, it, put it in another room. You don't need that to fall asleep. Some of you, you really think you need that. You don't. You don't need it. No, they, they, we, we think if I'm not scrolling late at night, I'm going to miss something. I'm going to miss something. Right. So as an act of obedience, this is a bar thing. This is not expert level, okay? Put your phone in another room. Ask your parents to take it from you because you're not mature enough to handle it yet, okay? Say, so I can't, I'm not, I am not there yet. So yeah. I need your help. I need to charge my phone in your room. Wake me up at this time. <laughs> I, I guarantee they'll love that and they'll be shocked yeah, that true. you would do that. Yeah. All right, and before you fall asleep, practice what, what a lot of spiritual fathers and mothers have practiced over the years. It's, it's a practice called examine. So as you started the day intentionally following Jesus, you're ending the day with a practice of examine where you're just like replaying your day in your head and you're asking yourself, where was I really present with God and with other people today? Mm. And I'm celebrating those moments and I'm saying, thanks, God, you're cultivating a heart of gratitude. Yeah. You're saying, thank you, God. Yes. It's, it really is a moment of worship at the end of the day where I'm noticing, okay, yeah, I did that. I did notice, I did pay attention to you there in my science class. And I did say that and I, or I shut up and I wanted to say something, but you told me to be quiet and I was quiet and you celebrate that. And then you ask yourself, okay, where are the moments where I missed it today? Where, where was I not following you? And in that moment you receive God's mercy and you receive his forgiveness and you see yourself as God sees you as a beloved child in his unshakable kingdom. And he delights in you because he delights in Jesus and you are in Jesus. Mm. And then you set the intention for the next day to continue to walk with him and work with him. And you just fall asleep in prayer. Most of the time it'll be mid prayer. And I guarantee you, God is not offended <laughs> by that. He loves that his child is hanging out with him and resting in him into rest. Mm. So those would be four things, Love sleep, it. morning time, midday, evening, man. If you're doing that, if you start benching the bar in that way, you're going to be at 135 in no time. Yeah, that's good. It's awesome. Uh, any, any last things, Matt, you'd want to share? about space. I know, I know you'd have a lot, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I have, a, I have a lot of things. One, um, one more thing. Yeah. I would just say if there's any part of you that's accusing yourself or if anybody around you is accusing you that that's not of God, mm, that's that, good. that Jesus's invitation is not as a, an accusatory invitation. Um, it is genuinely an invitation. He just wants to be with you. Like he wants you to be fully human. And I believe he modeled that. Like mm. he, he modeled what it looked like to be filled with the spirit and become who we're meant to be as the new humanity, as the light of the world. And, and you can do this. As a matter of fact, I think 13 year olds are poised to do this better than 30 year olds because Jesus very clearly says, let the little kids come to me. They're going to get the kingdom. They're going to get this life. Yeah. Mm. That's awesome, man. That's great. Well, 
Matt, yeah. thanks for sharing uh, all your wisdom, man. Uh, <laughs> My pleasure, dude. Those, thanks those, for having me. Those still with us, you probably understand how he could have a profound impact on Cooper and I's life. <laughs> right. <laughs> seriously. So uh, grateful for you. Uh, Matt, you know, we're back with our counterculture oh. segment, which means we're back with the segment that we end every episode with, with which is funniest thing that happened to you this week. Cooper, do we have our jingle? Matt, have you heard our jingle? Oh, man. He, he, I don't uh, know who can hear it. <laughs> okay. Okay, here we go. Oh, Here's he won't jingle. hear it. Funniest thing that happened <laughs> <to you. laughs> this week. Classic. It's been a while since I've heard I mean, that. Did you hear that? No, I didn't hear that. But I'm looking he'll, he'll hear it when he listens to it. But uh, uh, <laughs> we're back. You'll but, be really proud of us, man. That's the <laughs> best work of art. <laughs> we uh, we tried to sing it. Uh, funniest thing that happened to you this week and. Cooper can sing and I can't. So clearly, I don't know. I think you, you gotta give yourself, we, we gotta give yourself some credit. Uh, you can match pitch. That's better than a lot of people. Yeah. Well, okay. There you go. Anyway, Matt, uh, you have a story for us. I do a funny story from this last week. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yesterday, um, jogging with my dog Griff, just in our neighborhood. Love okay? it. I'm in Arizona. So mm-hmm. imagine there's desert all around me. Yes. Okay, I'm surrounded by a lot of desert. Of course. And I come up on a bush, okay, and I and I stop and I jump, okay. For the first time in three years of living here, two and a half years of living here, I see a massive rattlesnake. Oh, oh yikes! Yeah, okay. <laughs> and it's just in your neighborhood, chilling. dude. In my neighborhood, <laughs> by, <laughs> by the by the sidewalk in our neighborhood. It's not like off the beaten path. This is like a you know, huge no. four foot yeah. rattlesnake. Oh. And it is thick. Okay. <laughs> and so oh I, my gosh. I start I don't know if this is so much funny as it is just incredible. It's yeah. ridiculous because I start throwing rocks at it. Nice. Because I've never smart. a snake. It's smart. Right? So I start throwing like boulders at it and I'm I hit it one time. I missed it another time. So then what I end up doing is sprinting back to my house, uh-huh. getting a shovel, putting on some jeans. <laughs> driving the half mile back to the snake, okay? Finding it, sneaking up on it, and bam! Like, hit it. <laughs> but no. I hit it in its body, not its head. Oh, no. Oh, so it just, dude, so it turned around, yeah, and coiled up. <gasps> so then I jump back, oh. I throw some more rocks at it, I wait a while, and then I chop its head off. Oh, dude. no kidding. I killed a snake. Man, Yo, that's what? crazy. I know. <laughs> I know. So I kept the rattle. I have a really cool rattle. Oh, oh nice. I threw that's the rest awesome. of it into the desert, but I got the rattle. My little boys loved it. So did my daughter. She loved it. That's awesome. There's some that students so that are cool. listening. They're like, that poor rattlesnake. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, yeah. let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Kill the snake. Chop its head off. <laughs> It's crazy. Oh man, that's great. Um, okay, so mine. Uh, okay, this might. <laughs> this is toe in the line, I think, for what I should be sharing on this. <laughs> so uh, I feel like maybe I should. Yeah, I'll just tell you guys, and you can tell me. It's really. It's just juvenile. It's like my kind of humor. Okay. So okay, uh, we talk about going to the gym. So I I I go to Four Seasons in town, and. Um, I'm at the gym and it's leg day and I hate leg day. And there's these two people at the gym. I see all the time. It's a guy and a girl. I'm assuming that they're dating. Um, 
but just for context, but I see them there every single time. I think they're in high school. They look familiar enough. Maybe just cause I see them every time I go to the gym, but I'm finally like, you know what? I want to, I just I see these people every single time I'm there. I want to maybe just try to connect with them, like see who they are, you know? And, but later on that after I'm having those, you know, I I'm leg pressing. Okay. So I'm leg pressing. I'm not doing that much weight, but I'm working pretty hard. I think I, it's a high rep day. And so I get to a few of my, my later reps and, uh, I get a little squeaky if you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, Zach, you, you're riding with me here. I'm on not the, riding with you. What are you talking <laughs> well, about? Well, when you're exerting a lot of pressure <laughs> in the gym and you're focusing on controlling a lot of muscles, oh. there are some oh, muscles yeah, yeah, that, yeah, okay, I'm falling. <laughs> <laughs> there are some muscles that you lose control over. Yeah. So it's a little squeaky. And the two people that I was maybe going to introduce myself to were right behind me. Mm. And they're not wearing headphones. Mm. So I'm like, well, there goes that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, like, you know what? I don't think I'm going to, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe this week, maybe they've forgotten, but I'm like, dude, it happened multiple (laughs) times. Like, man, I'm like squeaky over here. That's That's not right. So anyways, (laughs) um, yeah, so I'm sure. High school girls really appreciate that kind of humor. Yeah. So high school boys, I know you're tracking with me. So, mm. uh, mm. yeah, anyways, <laughs> let's go on to, uh, Zach. <laughs> go, close this out here. <laughs> uh, so one of the things that comes with, uh, getting married and, um, just all things wedding is, registries and handling all the gifts and asking people for things that I assume we'll we'll only use once. Okay. So like this whole week we've been getting things in the mail. Um, one is like a a bunt cake maker and really, I'm just like, when are we going to make (laughs) a bunt cake? Um, It's cool. It's cool. (laughs) Will we? I don't. And, but try not. There's, and there's just a bunch of like stuff that I, I just look at. I'm like, do we need the, like, do we need this? And so Ratasha, she like, she's like, I'm just going to throw everything on there as, as much on there. And it's like, it'll, we, what we get, we get. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. but I went on there and reviewed it. And she's like, I want you to review it. And I ended up taking a bunch off because we got <laughs> like ice cream. She put an ice cream maker on there. I'm like, we can just. We can just get buy ice cream. You got Carl's ice cream. I know, I know. <laughs> she put a uh, homemade uh, pasta maker on there. I'm like, <laughs> when, when would we ever use this? <laughs> right. It's <laughs> like, so like she had a, what, what are those bowls where you can gr- like grind up spices? You know what I'm talking about? Those are pretty bougie. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. So it's like, yeah, you some see things those like, like right, cooking shows. It, anyway. Um, so th- this story, this short story d- doesn't really have anything to just. The oh, I thought that, this was the story. No, like, <laughs> like people, people get us stuff. And some of the stuff is not on the registry. So uh, we were doing like one of our showers with some of the staff members. Um, and Jim and Jill Karch got us a gift that was not on the registry. Okay. But Jill thought it was cute, so she grabbed it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so she pulls out, and they, they're these pillows. They're, they're 
supposedly Mr. and Mrs. Pillows, and then there's a long pillow that says better together. So we get it. It's like, oh, that's cute. She was like, I saw this. I thought it was really cute. So I got it for you. So anyway, we take all the gifts home. We get back and we realize that it's not Mr. and Mrs. Pillows. It's Mr. and Mr. Oh. <laughs> Pillows. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's a good story. You so, said you didn't have a good one. You know, and it's like, well, uh, no, Ratasha is female. So yeah. uh, Mr. and Mr. So we, we had a good laugh with, <laughs> with uh, Jill Karch, who was our junior high admin. Yep. She was scarred. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, like, What's I the just, deal with with the Karches and, and wedding gifts? Because if you remember the story about the car that we gave Savannah, and, oh uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give her a card that was something said something funny. Yeah, I don't remember. Right? It's been anyway. a while. Listen anyway. to our previous episodes. Okay. All right, Matt. Thanks for being on with us. Thanks for sharing your awesome <laughs> rattlesnake story. That's awesome. Um, anyway, um, Cooper, you want to close us out? Yeah, guys. Hey, thanks so much for listening. Um, just want to remind you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. If you're listening on Apple podcasts or on Spotify, and every time you share the podcast to your, to your Instagram stories, to your social media, um, it just really means a lot to us. Zach and I see every single one that you guys share and we just really appreciate it. And so we're so excited that you guys were able to stick with us and listen to this episode about, about, uh, margin and, um, we hope you guys have a great week and we'll see you next time. Yeah. Peace. Peace. Well guys, thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the conversation, I want to invite you to subscribe to the podcast and share it to your social media accounts to stay up to date. Check us out on Instagram at EastUHSN or join us on Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. for our high school service. Thanks so much for listening and have a great week.